welcome to three blondes one battle how are you bobby i'm good how are you good good hey i am so excited to talk about this topic and actually it's so funny because sometimes we're like super last minute <laughs> in our <laughs> podcast like topics we're like hey how about talking about veteran stuff last night and uh i was like yeah let's do it so that is why tara is not joining us today because that blonde ain't a veteran <laughs> we love you though <laughs> we love you, we we love you. you. yes um but yeah, so let's talk about what that means to be 100% VA rated. So first off, VA means Veterans Affairs. So when we when people say, oh, you know, I go to the VA, well, that means that's actually like our health care. So there's VAs all across the United States. And that's just where we go for our free. Most people are free. 100% is absolutely free um, health care, which is so amazing that we have that opportunity um to get free health care yes the the health care isn't fantastic but it's free <laughs> and it ranges every state I've lived in has been different yes. yeah completely I completely agree and you know there's so many things that happened um especially you know not having going to okay so for example for me like I live um, in the southern northern area of like Utah, Idaho. So this is the region. So mm -hmm. they have about four states that go to the main hub, which is in Salt Lake City, Utah. So it's it's insane. And so what happened, long story short, um, it would take me a year to get an appointment, a year. And so during, um, we had this, but it was very hard to get approved into this community care program. So during the Trump administration, he made an executive order, which let me tell you guys, I don't care what your feelings are about that administration. Like he helped veterans like completely. That, he changed my whole trajectory about taking care of my health. I can't tell you Change how many times I left the VA crying, frustrated, sitting in the waiting room for almost three hours because they were so behind. And the mm -hmm. thing is like, this is a specialty. Mm -hmm. So they are so overloaded trying to get veterans in. Mm -hmm. So it was a smart move to lessen the, you know, the hard things going at the VA, trying to keep up and putting it into the private sector, which helps yeah. the private sector, you know, but it changed my whole outlook on how I could take care of myself. Yeah. And just to clarify what you're saying, you would have to wait a year, let's say to see neurology or to see, to see audiology or dermatology. And, um, the, when he did that in his, uh, four years in office, glorious years, um, what he did is he said that you can now go to other hospitals, other clinics, and it's going to be called a, um, outpatient, uh, community-based, uh, healthcare. Um, so then they send a referral and she's able to go um, to places in her town or closer. So it's no longer a year wait. So, so yeah. and mind you guys, you have to think that a lot of people don't live near major cities. People don't live a lot of veterans. Like I live in the middle of nowhere yeah. and the closest city to me is three hours. Like I yeah. would have to drive out all the time, all the time. 
and it's terrible. It's terrible. And yeah, we do get paid uh, per diem for our travel, but still it's like, okay, great. You're paying me. And it's pretty good. I mean, the last time I submitted travel uh, for 30 minutes, I think I got like 14, $15 for a 30 minute appointment. So, I mean, it's, it's money when you submit it, but it's also time. So for you to drive three hours, you to take, you actually have the appointment along with hundreds of other people there. Um, you're looking at an entire day for that one appointment. Yeah. So and like I'm you're really, saying, you don't really like our ta- I t- our time is very valuable. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. So I love, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's great to mention. So what, um, you know, when we say a hundred percent, uh, rated, so there's different ratings for those that are diagnosed. And actually if you're a Vietnam, um, you, you don't have to be diagnosed with something in when you were in uniform, it could be 40 years later, if you were in Vietnam, like you're pretty much guaranteed a hundred percent. So this isn't just for MS. This is, um, uh, Vietnam is across the board that came out, what, two years ago, I believe agent orange, and yeah. they won't even ask a question. Yeah. I, I mean, you could have flew into Vietnam, flew, flew, flown right out, not even stepped in the country and it would have counted if it was on your DD 214. So, um, so there's different ratings. So you could be 10% rated. You could be 30% rated. You could be 50. You can be a hundred is the maximum rated. Um, and, and, it's basically money sitting there for veterans um, in D- Washington, D.C. They have a pool of money and it's just sitting there waiting for you. Um, and so what a veteran, this is one thing that I actually sadly did not know. I did not think I was a veteran because I did not. Um, I got out right when OIF one started. So I didn't actually go to Iraq or Afghanistan. So when I got out with the medical discharge, I'm like, well, I'm not a veteran. And my friend's like, are you, are you serious? I'm like, well, I didn't go, I didn't go to war. And she's like, I'm like, I'm serious. Like I am, I'm a veteran. Like you, like I'm, and we're talking like, this was sadly yes. like seven years ago. I didn't even know that I was a quote unquote veteran. Nope. Okay. So for you, those of you out there that don't want to admit it, there you go. Like I thought that too. Um, so <laughs> when it comes to multiple sclerosis, we, we do have a, you know, a, uh, ailment that is, um, uncurable and it's progressive and, um, you know, in the eyes of the paperwork, um, we're never going to get rid of it. So you can get a hundred percent based on, let's say, uh, PTSD or TBI or some other ailment and they have to like you have to be seen once a year I think it is just to make sure you're still a hundred percent quote unquote like you're still doing just as bad otherwise they take that percentage away from you well we will never get it taken away once we're given it's a permanent rating um so once you're a hundred you're always a hundred we don't have to go back and like show them how we're doing year after year which is fantastic um, once you go through the process, they kind of leave you alone. Um, yeah. now this money that's sitting aside y'all, did you see it's a 10% increased raise next year? 10%. No. Yeah. So when we're talking money, this is tax free money that now Bobby, woo-hoo! I'm so excited for you. She'll, she'll tell her story. But, um, so I was rated a hundred at a hundred two years ago and, tax-free money every single month 
until we die. Um, it is jumping up for you, since you have a spouse and kids, 4037 And then for every additional kid, it's $102 on top of that per month. Now, if you have a child over the age of 18, it's $330 extra on top of that 4037 I mean, so when we're talking money just sitting there for you, you better put your ego aside and go ahead and, you know, get this done, like get, get rated. Um, we don't necessarily call it a disability rate. Uh, so, so you could call it a disability. So if you're like, if you're saying, well, I'm uh, rated dis disabled or people think you're talking about the state. So now the state is different yeah. than the VA rating. Um, we don't go through the state. So we're not, we're in the eyes of North Carolina, in the eyes of Utah, we are not quote unquote disabled or getting any money from the state. This is all veterans money. Um, so it's, it's two different things. And that's one thing I didn't realize at the time, um, which means because we're not state um, under state authority, we can also make as much money as we want on top of that. So if you are disabled at the state, you have a cap. You can only make a certain amount of money every yeah, month. Um, yep. Yep. So it, it really kind of limits your employment because you're a hundred percent. Well, the VA looks at it way differently. Um, right. So, you know, you've got veterans that are retired. They're collecting retirement pay. They're also hundred percent collecting this VA pay. So it's separate pay and they're right. contractors, you know, they're still working. Yeah. Um so it's, it's amazing. It's a significant uh, help. Um, and so let's talk about how you, since you just went through it, let's talk about how your, a little bit about your story on, let's say how you got started when I told you like, what are you doing, girlfriend? Contact this guy and now where you're at. Okay. So I'm going to take you back just a, a little bit in the beginning so you can kind of see where everything kind of unfolded. So I started going through my disability back in, I had to wait until 2011, no, 2012, sorry about that. So 2012, so from 2012 to 2013, it was a long drawn out process. Mind you, I was still in the military and it is not like quick done. They tell you what to do, everything, no. Like you go through hell, it is not easy. So when I went through everything, they gave me a disability rate for my MS uh, for 30%. And I was, I could barely function. Like I couldn't do my job anymore. My job was very physical, okay? And so I couldn't stay in the military anymore. And of course I had other problems as well. Um, so that added to it. Okay, so I get out of the military. And my MS progressed um, every single year. Um, I was going through the VA, dealing with them and trying to figure out what to do. Mind you, if you think I had one amazing neurologist, mind you, he was the head neurologist for the whole VA, okay? And I know why he was, but he was a very busy man. And I saw a neurologist every single time. I had to re tell my story every single time. I couldn't remember details, so they didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. They pushed everything off, so I got defeated. Having MS is not just physical, it is mental. And I really gave up. 
my illness started to progress even more. I had a friend in the VA down in California. She actually, I met her in Japan. Um, love her, still really good friends with her, but she tried to help me. And I hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And now I this did, is going through the VA. You didn't have a representative like with no the representative. Okay. Yeah, none of that. So going through everything, and I can't tell you how many times I broke down and cried. I can't tell you how many times I felt my, I didn't know what my life meant. Like I could barely even work. Um, I was doing everything that I could, but you know, my family was suffering and I couldn't do anything about it. Like I went to school to be, have my own business. And it was so physically demanding on me because I worked long hours. I had a major relapse. Mm -hmm. And so I could never find not one uh, company to work with my situation. And I get it. They got to so, make money. So you knew about, you could go to the American Legion, the Red Cross. Oh, I had no idea. I knew nothing. I asked questions and I kept being point into directions that made no sense. And I would even ask them like, okay, like, how do I do this? Like what next step? And my friend like she has so many other veterans like in her state taking care of. So she's trying to help me point into directions in my state and the people that I was sent to didn't help me, like didn't do anything. So I gave up. I gave up for years, you guys, years. Were you sent to a VSO, a veteran service officer? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to pause you really fast just so we let people know. So VSOs are people that are employed by either the Red Cross, American Legion, they're employed by um, VFW, they're employed by some state, state v VSOs. Um, there's, there's a ton of different companies um, that employ VSOs. Now, some VSOs are really good and some VSOs are really bad and they need to retire and they need to leave and they don't because that's their, that's their job, right? Like, it's just like anybody, like, like teachers, like whatever, you know, like they just get tired of it. So they suck at it. Um, okay. So I'll let you go for it. So don't, so try to find, you know, so VSOs vary. Let me just put that in there. So go ahead. So, um, I gave up completely and I, you know, I've been a stay-at-home mom and, you know, I finally got into a treatment that's really working for me, but I'm still, I still face battles every single day. And I still, I'm not going to be able to do the things that I want to do because my body can't keep up with it. And I know that. And so I didn't, had no idea. And the crazy thing is I didn't know who Nikki was. We followed each other on Instagram and that's how we got connected. And that's how this whole podcast started. And so Nikki has been a blessing in my life because I have learned more things about the VA that I had no clue. And I've learned like learning from her and starting to like talking to others is they don't want you to know this information. They don't want you to know because then that means they're going to have more people taking action in, in their right to what they have. Yeah. Which blows my mind. And I think it's just because VSOs are overwhelmed, stressed out. They yeah. have too many clients. Um, I don't know if they're selfishly not wanting us to get no. rated. I just think they're I mean, overwhelmed. So I mean, I mean, like the VA, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I mean when I say that, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. So never, ever, if you're listening, do not go through the VA, never, ever make the mistake that she made, because I promise you, it's not just Bobby. I promise you it's every active duty. I, I was not active duty. She was. So yeah. I feel like you guys might be told something different than we the are. guard because national yeah. guardsmen are not told to go through the VA. Oh, so yeah. Oh yeah. And especially because when you are debriefed, I was in, in the initial one that they started doing, you had to do a week long class before you were separated from the military. And that's what they tell you. That's exactly what they tell you. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> okay. Fast forward to who I gave you. So what did this gentleman in Texas, Texas, right. so his name's Alan. I can't pronounce his last name because my speech and stuff, it, I have troubles with it. So his name's Alan, you guys, he is incredible, incredible. His team, oh my gosh, like I, I, I just have goosebumps thinking about it because I started all of this in March, I think it was when I made the first initial call or was Probably. it was right after we started the podcast. Mm -hmm. It has been the most fast process the the why it's taken a little bit longer is because i've had to do all these appointments and these appointments go through the va and yeah. so they have to have certain qualified providers to do these evaluations that yeah. was you know, i live in the middle of nowhere okay so you have to mind that too so it took me a little bit longer but once all everything was done i can't tell you i think it was not even two weeks and I had paperwork sent to me, letting me know. And so called Alan up, called my, um, my rep up. So you'll get a rep with him. And she was amazing and went over everything. And let me tell you, like, so certain things like you do. Um, so mine goes back clear to 2013 when I got out, mm -hmm. the things that I found makes me so angry because I found out when they did my evaluation that they didn't include all of my medical reports, of course all, they all of my um, symptoms that I had, uh, everything progressing. That's why I had a 30% disability. Mind you, when I, they gave me temporary disability. Okay. So year after I got out, I had to, on my, well, of course they give you reimbursement, but you have to upfront everything. Okay. I had to fly down to San Diego and go to the Naval base over there. And when I, I can't even tell you, I walked in through the uh, head neurologist's office and he looked at me and he's like, why are you even here? Wait, this is after you already got out? After I got out and I walked in and he's like, I just don't understand why this happens. He's like, you have MS. Like, I don't understand. So they had to confirm to make sure that I really had MS. And so I'm like, so this is why I showed up. Like yeah. So to avoid that, if anybody, you know, right when you get out, you want to find either hire Alan, this attorney that yes. she's talking about, or you um, talk to other veterans in your town that you live in that are rated. And if they have a great person to suggest, take their advice. Um, yes. So it's just avoid all of this mess that she avoided or that she yeah. had to go through because six months to get it done. You said, Oh, it took kind of a while. Are you kidding me? Like that's what it's been. How many years since 2000? When'd you get out? 
2013. So my God, I mean, so you missed out on, let's do, let's just say it's 3000 a month times how many years? Like, are you kidding me? So don't make the mistake she made. (laughs) He was like, are you going to get back pay? Yeah. So right now they're battling because what they did, they put, and the VA will do this. So Alan's right now, he's fighting with them. They only gave me back pay till March of this year. So that's because that's when he took the file and took it over. He'll fight. He's fought for people and got Vietnam all the way back to Vietnam. He's got back pay for people. And mind you, two of the ratings that I had that are associated with my MS, they gave me zero. They have it documented on my original disability, but they they gave me zero, zero percent. And I, on each one, I'm over 50% on each one. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, so he's fighting for you. Oh yeah. So that's amazing. And so I love your story because you see the active duty side of it. And then you see, you know, um, well, actually tell them we, well, I can tell them too, but, um, so when you do start the, um, the evaluations through the VA, they actually will have you go see a mental health. They'll have you go see maybe urology. They'll have you see obviously neurology. Um, and then you'll have a final kind of the final big dog. So one person's assigned to you, man, pray before that appointment, because if you don't get uh, a doctor that loves life, you're, you, you, they, they could hose you. And I mean, that's the scary part. You go through all of the specialties and they, you know, they, they uh, send in, they type in all of your, what they think you are. And then you get to that final appointment and that lady or man is going to grill you. Um, so just, um, you know, some preparations, I mean, just, you know, stay, try to stay positive. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but the biggest thing is like you feel like oh it's not a big deal. No, it's a big deal. It's a big like, deal. A little thing that you kind of obstacle that you face, but you're like it's fine. I can get through this. That obstacle you need to express deeply mm-hmm. about it because yeah. like no one can worse. Like answer it yes. as if you were having the worst MS day that you've ever had. That's the way you're going to answer the questions that day. That's, that's as much as we should probably stay on, say on air, um, you know, to how many. But it's true. Like you but, just, you have to be honest, like, you know, especially being a veteran, like you have this mentality, like, oh, I'm fine. Like, yeah. I'm fine. Like it's not a big deal, whatever. But these are the moments where you need to open up and let it all out. I can't yeah. tell you like I, cause you do go through a psyche valve and that was probably the hardest evaluation because that was the first time since ever I let myself let everything go. And I didn't realize, and he was amazing, but I didn't realize how much shit I was holding on to that I was dealing with and I was disregarding it. Yeah. Yeah. And you do only get that one final chance. So you can always appeal it. So say you get a snotty, you know, female or male, and they're giving you attitude the whole time. You can feel it. There's tension in the air. Um, you can always appeal their decision. Um, another thing I would suggest is try to relate with them or, um, you know, maybe when you're having small talk at the beginning, um, 
uh, bring up like your kids maybe, and then they might bring up their kids. So I had a connection instantly with this lady. Um, so I also think that's why she likes me because we were talking about her child who's special needs and then um, MS and whatever. So um, that's the suggestion. And yes, you can always appeal it later if they give you a rating that you don't agree with. But MS is in the, like MS, it's a hundred, we're telling you it's a hundred percent. Like there's no way you should not get a hundred percent. So how much is he, how much is Alan? So is he taking 20% off of your final pet or how, how is he doing that? How does, how are you paying him? Oh, it's the final. So the okay. 20%, which okay. you know what I told, like you can take it. Like, yeah. Cause you would have it. zero, like you would have zero. I yeah. Have nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, would, none of this would be happening if it wasn't for him. So yeah. And it was interesting how you said, what? I said, he's a bulldog. Like the VA knows Good. him. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure. He he's and the thing is like, he knows everything about the VA. That's why he's so good at it because he knows everything, mm -hmm. everything that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing that you were mentioning at the beginning, you said that they screwed up all your medical files coming out of active duty. Um, I will say that if you go straight from active duty or straight from national guard, you're retired, you got out medically discharged, most of us medically discharged, um, and you hire somebody right away. Like I did, I had no medical records. Like I, I had like not nothing documented and I still have a hundred percent. So, but I, I hired somebody right away. Right. Um, I didn't pay them. Oh, by the way, you don't pay VSOs. So that's another reason why it's hit or miss on whether they're going to be good or not. The reason Bobby, you know, has results in six months is because she's paying for it. So you get what you pay for. If you want fast results and you want it to be super smooth and you don't want to guess whether I'm going to get good service or not, you pay them. If you want a chance it like I did and you might get a, a great person, it's free. Um, so, so yeah, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Like I did not have medical records and I'm still hundred percent. So another thing I wanted to mention about this hundred percent rated. So that's what it means. hundred percent rated in the VA. Um, we don't go around and talk about it. We don't tell people, you know, oh yeah, I'm disabled. Like I would, that's never going to come out of my mouth, like ever. Um, it's hundred percent rated. That's what we call it. Uh, another thing that, that come on top of that is educational benefits. Now we qualify for chapter 35 is what it's called. So our kids, once they turn 18 and go to college, um, they automatically get a check from the VA. It's actually going straight to our children, like not even our accounts. Um, and it's a fat, well, so it's, it's right now it's 1300 with per diem. It goes up every year, 1300 a month. Um, it's just kind of like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a per diem check for them. Um, yeah. and they get it the whole time they're in college, which is pretty cool. They also can yeah. qualify for up to $4,000 a semester in scholarships, um, VA scholarships. So, I mean, it's a good chunk of money. It's not, you know, it's not uh, free education like the GI bill, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. And then another thing that hundred uh, percent qualifies for is called special adaptive housing. So S-A-H. 
Um, right now, it's up to a hundred thousand dollars, a total of a hundred thousand dollars in grants that you qualify for, that we qualify for. Um, and essentially, what that looks like is if you want to buy land, it could go towards the land you're buying because you're going to build. Let's say, let's say you want to build a ranch style house because you don't want to, you can't climb stairs, like you're just not going to do the stair thing. Um, so that could be put towards that up to a hundred thousand, or say you already have a house. Um, and you're like, you know what, this bathtub shower, like I almost like bit it, right? Like I lifted my leg, my leg went out, like, and I, I fell in the tub because of the stupid bathtub. I want to shower. So all you have to do is go to them and say, Hey, I would actually like a walk-in shower. And they're like, okay. So they'll come in and they'll actually install, you know, to make life easier, typically with MS's legs, like a leg issue. Um, there are stipulations. If you want to upgrade your house, like you have to have a, a, some sort of ramp going into your house. Then you also have to have a bedroom on the main floor. So just looking kind of the layout of your house as you're thinking, as I'm saying this, like if that's not a play, like if all your bedrooms are upstairs, and there's nowhere that like, I'm not going to transform this right here into a bedroom. It's not going to work with the current house I have here. So it's just something just to keep in mind that that's a couple of the stipulations um, if you want to kind of change things up in your house right now, but it's out there, like it's available for us. And the yeah. last thing I really want to say, and I'll let you kind of say your last words too, but I, I also, I just want to say that this is money that's sitting there. Put your ego aside. If, if, if you don't use it, it's just sitting there. So why yeah. not take advantage of it? Because as you go through life, you can use it. And, and I think of all the things that Dylan does to help around the house. Like I, you know, I like paying him allowance. I like paying him to help me. Um, just little things that you can use the money for. Um, I just think that, you know, eat, put your ego aside. You were diagnosed. Um, whether you were diagnosed with MS while you were in service, maybe there was parts of that. The reason you're diagnosed three years after you got out with MS, that VSO can, or your guy can figure that out. You don't necessarily have to have di been diagnosed while you are still in uniform to qualify for this if you're a veteran. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And that's the thing, like talking with uh, other veterans, like a lot of them feel like you have to have it while you're in service in order to get it. And that's far from the truth, like far from the truth. Yeah. Like thank you said, like. Have, being a veteran, you have that ego. We all do. And sometimes yeah. it comes out and you don't even realize it. But if you know, like, why not? Like, why not even try? And if you don't want to go through the heartache and whatnot, like what I went through, have a guy like Alan. Like, it's yeah. totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, but, we'll give you his um, info too. We'll put in the yeah. show notes. Yeah. But yeah. I just have to say, like, if you're a veteran, like, don't let your, don't get in your own way. Like, get, get out of your way because you don't know what 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, what's going to look like. Yeah. I'm only 31 and I can't believe the health struggles that I have now. And I know going ahead, I don't know what it is, but I want to take action now. So start taking action. So Yeah. Yeah, love it. And shout out to Jody McDermott, because if you didn't tell me about this, I wouldn't have known. And then Bobby wouldn't have known. Yes. So, thank, thank you. Jody. All right. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye.